driving to the church, the big church, the main church, the capital church, the temple, and start preaching and teaching without a seminary degree, without an ordination from the denomination of Jesus Christ. And they say, who gave you this right? Where did you come from? Is there some seminary in Galilee we don't know about? And people call you rabbi, but let me check your credentials. How much of you can write a small thing to you and say, Says who? That question by whose authority? It really means says me. If somebody's questioning authority, what they're really saying is, "Think about it." Says who? Because what you're saying doesn't fit with what I'm thinking or how I'm living my life. And so, by what authority, Jesus? Where did this come from? Who gave it to you? And Jesus says, "I'll answer you that if you answer me this." John, the prophet from John, or the from God or not. And of course, these chief priests and elders mingle together and argue and try to figure out what to answer, and they realize they're crafty today. They don't want to admit that John's from God, because if that's the case, the by whose authority really does mean, says who, because I want to be a prophet. And they have to confess that they don't want to be believed. But then, of course, if they say he's a liar, the chief priests are worried about the past. Because John trended the Jordan River. John was going viral his preaching. Who would have thought at the Jordan River, confessing sins and being baptized for forgiveness of sins? Who would have thought that would have caught on? And yet, John could get prostitutes to come to him like they had never gone to the temple previously. Roman soldiers, and all kinds of folks interacted with John and believed the word that he said. And his word primarily was, get ready. Because the authority is coming after him. I can speak. He's coming after the So the chief priests and elders are trying if John wants to have a side show like the visitors. Be popular for a while because they can get him to go too far. So Jesus comes right into the temple without a degree or an ordination and starts preaching. Jesus laughs. Well, the question says who? It leads to an even wilder question, which is who did you say now, Jesus? Who did you say comes into the kingdom of heaven ahead of us? Come again, Jesus? Jesus has the text process and the prophecies going on ahead of The priests, the pastors, the rabbis, the elders, and the people. Who did you say, Jesus? I mean, it kind of covers the gamut. This, this crowd of sinners who trust in Jesus' word. You have givers, like prostitutes. You have takers, like whether their sin has been trapped in giving or giving outside of God's way, whatever the case, that can be glorified, knowing that mercy can be found, that gets you the right to trust in God. Like I said, if anybody wants to either be in charge of the line, check tickets, or check a badge, or 
authority question then kind of plays out for us in this really potentially conflicting situation. And I know we spent all summer with the Apostle Paul, but it's just so good in Portland School when he begins by saying, hey, if you've got a good thing going here, then make my joy complete by joining further. So there's the big if at the beginning of Philippians 4. The big if is, if then there is any encouragement, any consolation from God, any bearing in the Spirit, any compassion of the Spirit, he's not asking for much, he's asking for anything. If there's any mercy here, if there's any warmth, if there's any purpose, make my joy complete by being of the same mind. You are on a roll. If there's any compassion, any bit of welcome from the Spirit, from the Spirit, but now you keep keeping the deal going down here. Doing nothing from selfish ambition and conceit. Looking not to our own interests, but the interests of others. Of one mind, Paul? Says who? By whose authority do you say this? Of one mind. Well, who's the mind? Is it you, Paul? Writing letters from the other side of the world? Or maybe if it's not Paul, is it the team of elders that you appointed to bless the seed of church in Philippi? Are they the ones whose mind we emulate? Like maybe if our council can get of one mind, then the rest of us will just follow their program? Says who, Paul? Paul says, here's who. And he gives us the big therefore after the big there. The bigger therefore is, he says, here's your mind. Says who. The same mind be among you that was in Christ Jesus. Who though he was equal to God, did not consider that something to be squandered or exploited from leaving himself to Taking the form of human likeness, even to the point of death, death on the cross. And then the bigger therefore. Therefore, because of Jesus, his mind that led him to the cross, therefore, God raised him up to the dead, gave him the name of the Lord, him the right hand of that at the name of Jesus, every knee will bow in heaven and on earth and below the earth. Every tongue will bow. Jesus is the Lord. Nothing. Thanks to the death of hell, 
for the sake of sinners, the prostitutes and the tax collectors, and the biggest sinners of all, the chief priests and elders, and Lutheran pastors and the rest, should then be exalted to the right hand of the Father. That mind, now Paul says, work out your own salvation with fear and trembling. Boy, has the Christian church ever producing enough fear and trembling so that y'all work out your salvation with fear and trembling. And actually, make something of yourself. Do something of yourself. That's hard. That kind of approach cuts Paul off in the church. It's the biggest poor
God at work in them, and they had to do it together. And his boundaries were very humble. It was not easy to work with them. He was one of them. And so Paul can't wait to boast in that story that Paul's going to be able to boast on that. 